Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. We are bringing you this show via the wonders, the magic of technology, coast to coast. Me in my glorified Harry Potter closet in Pittsburgh just hours before I leave for the Combine in Indianapolis. And Arthur Motes out there across the coast in California. What's up, cousin? How you doing? Man, I'm taking it all in, baby. One day at a time. You know how that is. But enjoying this California weather. I tell you what, my mom, body, and soul, I'm feeling reconnected. I'm feeling real centered. You know, what was it? Aaron Rodgers, he he left his, his situation. He was grateful. He's a sense of gratitude. Wes, I just want to say I'm real grateful for you, man. The, the sense of <laughs> gratitude that I have for you right now is just through the roof, baby. It's through the roof. Oh, <laughs> well, that's what I like to hear. That's very good. Um, and, yeah, I hope you don't come back with the crazy hair and the, you know, <laughs> and, and the weird suits like Aaron Rodgers. But other than that, well, I'm very happy for you. Hey, look, when I start talking about this butter-only diet, then we're going to be all the way there, okay? <laughs> is that the is that the anti-Tom Brady diet, yeah. butter only? <laughs> How is, by the way, I mean, it was, you know, it was one of those days today in Pittsburgh yeah. where the sun was out, mm-hmm. but it was still like 35 degrees. So in a way, it feels like spring break, you know, because the mm, sun's okay. out and you're like, oh, whoa. Yeah, but then that then that wind cuts through you that, and you're that, like, that, oh, that yeah. Hulk and defeat it now. That oh, yeah. It's it. still, it's still yeah. February. What's, what's, what's the weather like out there uh, across the coast? Well, well, listen, for a guy like me, I think it feels perfect. In fact, I'm hot most of the time. I'm sweating. But for the Californians out here, the the, the LAans, you know, uh, they're like, I- I've seen skull caps, North Face gloves, pants, UGG <laughs> boots, and it's like 55, 60. <laughs> it's just like, yo, this is nuts. <laughs> like none of you would survive in Pittsburgh, yeah. let alone <laughs> Buffalo. They, they look at me like, oh, crazy, because I got shirt, you know, T-shirt and shorts on, and I'm like, yo, I'm hot. And they're like, no, man, it's freezing cold. You need a hat, a coat, and boots. I'm like, boots? You said it's not where 60. I'm from. Boots? Not where I'm from? Yeah, what, you said, what are you going to slip? You're going to slip on the ice out here? What do you need boots for? <laughs> hey, listen, I cannot make this up, man. I, I was looking like, no, wow, I know it. this is different. Yeah. No, I know it. It's the same way that, you know, you like you go to Florida for like spring break or something and you escape yeah. down there and, and everyone is like bundled up and you're like uh-huh. lather and sunscreen on. Seriously, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it is combine week here on the show mm-hmm. in the NFL. And uh, obviously for the rest of the week, we'll have very combine centric conversations. Arthur Motes, I thought it might be fun today. If this is all right with you is one half of this Steelers blitz. program. No, it's not all right. No, it is not all right. I want you know to just sit here and talk about nice weather and snow weather and just do a whole, <laughs> all right, you cool. know, three segments on just weather. That's all I want to do. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get we'll, we'll, in the second segment. We'll have some meteorologists on the show. Yeah. You know, well, you know they, they can do a feature on global warming and things like that. You know, that's, that's, that's all I want to talk about today. This is no longer Steelers football talk. We're, we're, we're talking weather talk for the rest of the day. 
Well, we were supposed to have Chris Carter join us in about 20 minutes for our second mm-hmm. segment nope. of the show. But sorry, Chris, you're getting bumped for some meteorologists now. It's, it's that simple, man. This is this is now uh, Weather Nation Radio. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the rest of the week on this program, Arthur Motes. Did I just turn into an SEC football coach? It, 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 it sounds like it right there. Like, geez, uh, man, where you coaching at, on bro? The, <laughs> on, the, on the program this week, nothing's more important than the program. You know, I told these kids I got to give it all to the program. Uh, before we spend a lot of time the rest of the week deep diving into all the storylines, both yeah. Steelers and league-wide, that will come out of the Combine, as always, uh, the 2022 edition here the first week in March, uh, you know, before we fully turn our focus to the 2022 class, I thought it might be fun to do a little look back at 2021. What say you? I always like to look back, you know, because you can't appreciate where you've gone or where you're going if you don't know where you came from. So absolutely, let's talk about it. So uh, I was perusing NFL.com today, as I do most days. I I love NFL.com. I'm not just saying that, trying to be a a shill for the shield here. Um, I think they do, of all the major sports leagues, I think they do the best with the content on their website. They have have truly thought-provoking articles, and, Mm -hmm. and, and they do a lot of good breakdowns and reviews and things like that. One of them, Arthur Motes, they've been going through, and they've been grading each division, the four teams, and their 2021 draft classes. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, let's let's start with the Steelers, and we'll and maybe we'll do a little around the division here, depending on how much time we have. But this is Steelers Nation Radio and the Steelers Blitz, and we are a Steelers show. Uh, they had the Pittsburgh Steelers fourth out of the four teams for their 2021 draft class in the division, but with the caveat of they still gave the Steelers a B. So okay. they, they graded the division pretty well when you consider the Steelers were dead last and they still got a B grade. Hey, that's a 3.0 GPA, Arthur Motes. I would have taken some of those when I was in school. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, nine total picks. They list the picks. And just real quick before we get into this and give some of our own thoughts, mm-hmm. here's a little the, the write-up and the reasoning for NFL.com's ranking. They wrote, uh, Najee Harris became a workhorse, logging over 300 carries, gaining 1,200 yards on his way to all-rookie honors. The fact that he was running behind an inexperienced offensive line likely accounts for his relatively modest yards per carry average, 3.9 yards, and only seven total rushing touchdowns. Harris also contributed in the past game 74 receptions for 467 yards, added three touchdowns, and will be a key part of Pittsburgh's offense going forward. Pat Fryermuth excelled in his first season, catching 60 passes for nearly 500 yards and seven touchdowns. He'll be another important part of the Steelers' offense in the future and has already drawn comparisons to franchise hero Heath Miller. Heath. Kendra Green switched to center and played in all but two games for Pittsburgh, working out the kinks of a typical rookie pivot. Uh, Dan Moore Jr. had an up-and-down season, but came on strong late at left tackle and looks to be a solid pick for a Steelers line that was in need of revamping even prior to 2021. Johnson was primarily a special teams player. Loudermilk became a rotational player who flashed potential at times behind all pro Cam Hayward. Roche was raved at the end was waived, pardon me, at the end of camp and is now with the Giants. Norwood was a seventh round steal, shining at times and appearing in every game in what we would consider a very solid first season. Presley Harvin showed off his big leg early in the campaign, but had a tumultuous first season on the field that became even more difficult with the loss of his father and grandmother within a month in late December and early January. B for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Arthur Motes. 
If, let's start here, and then we'll get into all the conversation. If if you had to give a grade to the Steelers draft class, what would you go with? Um, I feel like it'd be as appropriate, just in the sense of, I think our high end talent we definitely hit on. When you talk about Najee Harris, when you talk about Pat Frymuth, Najee, I mean, you can make a case that he's a top five running back in the NFL right now, just based on what he was able to do this past season. Pat Frymuth, he showed glimpses of potential to be a top five tight end, but at times we know that the usage always wasn't there to what we would have wanted it. And he had missed some time, obviously, due to an injury. But then I think of, you know, when we get to the middle part of the draft, Kendrick Green and Dan Moore, they started and played a ton of games. But I will say the results were a mixed bag. And that's for me why I couldn't necessarily go higher than a B because of that. But granted, they still were starters in that class in terms of being a third and fourth round pick. So just from a value perspective, granted, you got to grade a little bit on curve there. But I do think that's still a positive pick. Isaiah Loudermick was the one for me, though, because I think what he was able to do in terms of, especially down the stretch, he played a lot of significant snaps, especially with them, not with uh, Stefan to not being available to them this season. And I thought as the season progressed, his play became more consistent to the point where it was really starting to be a a little bit of a discussion of should Isaiah get more snaps than a Chris Wormley type because of how well he was coming along and how well he developed. Now with Trey Norwood and Presley Harvin, Trey, obviously, he didn't have a ton of opportunities, but when he did, he did provide playmaking. He even has an interception to his name. Presley, we talked about it, mixed bag, but I do like the fact that at the end, when he came back for the postseason, he was a lot more consistent. His punts were a lot better during that part. So when we always talk about it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. I do feel like he finished on a high note considering everything that was going on in his life. Now, when it comes to Quincy Roche, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I still we we, we got to get a little piece of that because we did draft him because granted we released him but he went to New York and was successful he had some some nice plays started the Giants, three times three absolutely them, yeah. man absolutely so with that I still give us a little bit of credit for at least acquiring that talent and identifying him now the reason why we didn't keep him wasn't that we didn't think he was a good player. But at the time, we had T.J. White, Alex Isaac, and Melvin Ingram. Remember that. So I could understand them potentially saying to themselves, yo, we don't really need him right now if he doesn't give us the special team's value that maybe another position or somebody else might. So that was the reason why I looked at him as being a little bit more flexible. But remember, they wanted him on the practice squad. The Giants just came in and said, no, we want to take this guy. And we understand that. So I think a B is very appropriate because I do think with this class – we had high end, but we also had, you know, our bumps and bruises with the sure. middle to back half of our draft. But as a whole, I still would think that this is a really productive class. Yeah, you know, I think B is is about fair. Yeah. You know, it's it's not great. It's not bad. It is maybe a half step ahead of average, right? Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. what a B is. It's it's you know, it's it's about a half step. It's above step. average. It's not, it's not a half step. It's above average. Yeah, it's above average. Yeah, right. It's it's above, above average. average. That's what it, it is. Yeah. It ain't it ain't no B plus, but it ain't no, no C it ain't no C plus yeah. and, and see, I feel like only like weird, you know, high end college people or private school people operate in these B pluses and minuses. I'm a public <laughs> school guy. We don't do all that. A, a B, B C D and F. It's that simple. So well, when listen, I think about I know you didn't have to yeah. worry. You didn't Absolutely. have to worry about any Fs, all right? I know, hey, all right? Except for football. But, but, That's the only but, but F you were but, but I just, I just like the, the the clarity with it, right? Because when we start, is it a B minus versus a B plus? Is that sure, a series? Sure. It's like, no, nah, that's too much right there. But I do think that with this class, you have to appreciate what they did. But at the same time, I'm not a guy that puts 
a ton of praise in people playing a lot of games, but not being productive. And that's the part where when I think of Kendrick Green and Dan Moore, it's like, granted, yes, they started 15 plus games as rookies, third and fourth round picks. But that doesn't mean that they are finished products and that we don't feel like we got to address those positions this year in the draft. So with that being the case, that's why I can't go above a B because if we were, then we wouldn't be looking at potentially new inside and outside linemen to help our offense line out. We would say, hey, we got our center lockdown. We have our left tackle lockdown, but that really isn't the case right now. We're still searching. And that's the part for me where it's like, I just can't go above that. No matter how well Najee and Pat played at times, we know that, man, we still have some places that we got to address again this year in this draft. One thing that, you know, as, I, as I'm looking at this, I'm looking at these nine selections, and that's, you know, mm. that's a pretty that's a pretty hefty number as well, too. It is. One thing that I think is encouraging about this group, too, and, you know, they're all still here except for Quincy Roche. Right. Um, when I look at this list, Motes, even though those eight guys that are left, mm. I feel like every draft – and and you know how these things work. Listen, we we always like to we like to crown guys way too early. We like to bury guys way too early. And when I say we, I don't mean you know. No, no, no. I'm you with you. But that's what, I don't mean that's you what and I. Supposed supposed to do. I just show mean football football yes. fans and media at large. When talking I throw heads, that, absolutely. Throw that, talking heads, yeah. Throw mm-hmm. that throw that we out there. It feels like when you get a year away, a year removed from your draft class, and you look back, you can mm-hmm. usually pinpoint one, maybe even two guys, and you can say. Yeah. Ah, you know, that pick there, that wasn't it. You know, that guy just, uh, he's not going to pan out. It didn't look good. It looked like he, you know, that might be, and it's normally not a first or second round pick. It's normally more of a fifth, sixth, seventh. Correct. When I look at this list right now, there's not a guy on this list that I say, oh yeah, that was a horrible pick. Mm -hmm. Even, I'm sure some of our listeners will be saying Kendrick Green, and maybe maybe you've got an opinion on that too. I'm not sitting here and saying Kendrick Green was a great pick. But I'm not ready to call it a horrible pick yet either. You know, when when I look at this list, obviously Najee Harris, we were all encouraged by what we saw, and we think, man, if you can just get the offense moving a little bit more in the right direction, if the offensive line can improve, Najee's ready to take off. We're all encouraged by Pat Fryermuth. You and I have talked, I think, a pretty good amount about Dan Moore Jr. this this offseason and how, you know, we still want him to compete and not anything be given to him, but you're you're encouraged by what you got there from somebody that you didn't think you'd really see at all last season. Loudermilk, Trey Norwood. Like, to me, it still feels like there is a ton of upside with this draft class. Like, when I look at these guys, again, there's not anybody, you know, Kendrick Green, I'm not going to lie. I'm not over the moon about, I'm not enthusiastic about, but the rest of this list, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, man, if these guys all take that sophomore step forward, you know, that cliche, your most growth is between your first and your second year, we could be looking back in another year or two and say, you know what, that's a really solid draft class. No, man, you 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 hit on it perfectly. But I will say this, I'm not even to the point where I'm not intrigued or still interested in Kendrick Green. I just think that with Kendrick, we have to address some of the fundamental things with them, right? Because we said, if you're an undersized player, you have to be perfect in the technique part. And that was where, you know, the disconnect happened for him. And we saw him happen to have some really bad plays at time. But what I would also say is this, man, if he is more suited to be a guard, which we've already heard them, you know, hinting at, we've heard Ben talk about that. We've heard the coach staff hint to it a little bit. At worst, he provides you depth. At worst, he provides you a person that could play three inside lineman spots in terms of center Mm -hmm. guard and guard so if that is the worst that he is or if that is just you know 
the only thing that he develops into, if he's a third round pick and that's what he is, then I still think that that's decent value because we've seen in the past with third round draft picks don't even make it into the league. You know, they get cut. And for him to have already had 15 starts under his belt as a rookie, that is something that, you know, you still have to address. You still have to respect. And that's why for me, I just say to myself, experience should help him. I'm just hoping that he takes it and everything that, you know, he had to endure this season from an sure. on-field standpoint, that he can learn from that. And that ultimately, you know, he can continue to be the player that we think he can grow into. Now, I like his his work ethic already by, this, uh, by the fact that what? We saw as soon as the season ended, he went down to Florida to work with Marquise Pouncey. That right there tells me he already has a desire to correct something. He already feels like, hey, I need to improve in some element, some aspect, because if you didn't feel like that, you want to reach out to a Pouncey to go work with him. That's sure. just the nature of it. So he already is self-scouting himself to an extent. So for me, I just want to see where, you know, the work that he's putting in now, I want to see those dividends and just see how good they are. Now, it could be that he's only slightly better than last year. But it could be that he takes that second leap and that leap could be significant. But that's the part that we got to really wait and see for. But he is still very interesting because of all that is in play for him. So that's why for me, I'm like, man, I could still, like I said, when we're talking about these guys, like, yeah, none of these guys we view as bad draft picks or busts. I think all of these guys in some way, shape or form showed something that looked good. I think that's a great way to put it cousin yeah i want to get chris carter's opinion on this we'll do all that about 10 minutes from now mm-hmm. who do you think that they had ranked the third i, I bet you can guess who they had ranked the number one draft class in the division arthur <laughs> um if, if it's any team other than cincinnati they need to throw the list away i'm just throwing that out there now but you i would, would probably you oh, would be correct I'm, by the way yeah i would say i'm probably gonna go with cleveland just because I think of Greg Newsom, I think of uh, Jeremiah Wusu, uh, Koromora and mm-hmm. those two guys and the impact that they had. And then, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting. They had another guy that I thought Anthony had Schwartz, a, wide receiver. That's the other one, yeah. Yep. But I say, so I felt like they had quality guys to play a ton of snaps as well. And James Hudson, that's the other guy. I was James like, Hudson, oh, that's like, yeah. Yep. He was the other guy. But as a whole, when you think of Greg Newsom, I mean, he's shown that, you know, he's a corner that can stay on the outside. He can play in this league. It's a good and pick we, for the late 20s. Yeah, and JOK, I mean, to me, he's still a major still, them getting him where they got him at because the productivity was there. We saw that firsthand in terms of his just ability to jump off the screen with some of his playmaking ability and just his natural nose for the ball. Some of the things that made him enticing even to us when he was coming out of the draft. So I can definitely, like, if if I had to choose, I, I could see them putting them as that team because with Baltimore – Baltimore, I mean, they were they were good as well, but I just I don't know. I want to put Baltimore ahead of. You're 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 on you're on the right page. They've got they've got the Ravens. They've got they've got the Ravens third. Then they've got the or sorry 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 sorry. Uh, Yeah, the Ravens third, the Browns second, the Bengals first. Um, for the for the Ravens, Rashad Bateman. Oh way, the Ravens over us though. I don't know if I do either. Because Bateman played well, but he missed a good amount. Like he missed the first what five, six games. I felt like he. And then they, when he came they, back, they both the just, so wasn't there. Yeah, Bateman missed then, five games. Um, Owe yeah. missed two games. Right, but Owe really didn't. I feel like Owe came on a lot more. I was just gonna say, man, he it. he came out blazing yeah. in their first few games, and then he cooled yeah. off big time. Yeah, so that's my uh, thing. It was like he, he wasn't three as consistent sacks. as we wanted with him. Yeah, he had three sacks, two forced fumbles in their first five games, mm-hmm. and then. 
not much of in terms of splash. It was, I think it was like maybe that. like the last week or two, maybe he might have got home. But yeah, other than that, like I don't, I, I don't think that their class had a ton of hits. No, you know what I mean. When, when you're There's talking sh- about no, like when I mean, we think Sean about the, Wade's on New England now, right? And but think about this with just all of our guys. Like I just felt like they played a lot more. I mean, even our fifth round pick and Isaiah Loudermilk, like he has Heck significant yeah. roles on our defense. I don't look at you know, was it Dalen Hayes and say that, you know, he had a significant role. In fact, he only played one game for those guys. Right. Then Ben Mason, zero games for those guys. Sean Wade, like you say, he's not even on them anymore. So of the what, two, four, five, eight draft picks, three of them didn't three even, them didn't even any contribute. Type of <laughs> yeah. Whereas when we talk about the Steelers, literally all of our players outside of Quincy Roche, who went and got picked up by the Giants and contributed there, all of our guys contributed. In some form or fashion, mm-hmm. like I said, even Trey Norwood providing splash plays, but he was playing early. Remember, he was week one in Buffalo out mm-hmm. there. So that's the part for me where I'm just like, I don't necessarily like Baltimore being ranked ahead of us because I think that our class was more productive. I agree. Completely agree. Yeah. I think one thing that we also agree on is that the Bengals were clearly number one in this. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you get your, you get you get the offensive rookie of the year. You get Jamar yeah. Chase, who's arguably the best receiver in football already, at the fifth yeah. pick. And hey, that's a high yeah. pick, but it's not like he was the second or the third pick. And listen, there were a listen, lot of people, it, 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 you and I included, that thought they should have gone another direction. <laughs> listen, he was the fifth pick, and he went and he was five picks too late. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they got uh, him second, for still. <laughs> they did. He was yeah. He was probably the best. He was the yeah. best in that class last year. I think maybe. Shoot. And they also got the kicker. Don't forget him. I was going to say. McPherson, that dude. McPherson in the fifth round. Yeah. Uh, That dude was this year, man. Jackson Carmen, the guard who played Mm -hmm. in all 17 games. They got him in the second round. Mm -hmm. And again, we know that their offensive line wasn't great. But that's another one of those similar, like we talked about with some of the Steelers. You you get a guy who comes in and has a lot of involvement rookie year. It's something to build Mm on. Um, And Cam Sample. The edge yeah. rusher in the fourth round, uh, fourteen yeah. games he he played in and, and was yeah. you know not overly productive but was 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 viable. Um, right. And then like you said, when when you get Evan Evan McPherson in the background of the draft, like like think about um, what Evan you, McPherson think top. about what Evan McPherson did for that team. I mean, he's the, one of the biggest reasons why they were even able to make it into the Super Bowl. He came up with big time kicks, clutch moments. And all of them, what, right down the center? None of the fluky, oh, is it, you know, is it a lucky hit? Is it going to hit the upright? Has he got enough leg? No, this dude not only had enough leg, not only enough accuracy, but he also had the confidence as well. My favorite line from him, right? Oh, y'all need me to kick it? Oh, I guess we're going to the Super Bowl then. Huh? I guess we're going to see us <laughs> the championship then. It's like, dude, like, that's crazy to me, man. Like, yeah. I love that type me of too. confidence right there, man, and especially from a rookie. And, I, I mean, can we, can we – and don't forget the halftime show. Right? I was just going to say. I'm going to say, say. The, the, the kid's a vibe. He's a vibe. I, I love it, the fact it, that he's like, I don't need to hear the halftime message. I'm just kicking field goals. I'm going to stay out here and watch the show. And he also, don't forget, yeah. I was going to say the week before, but it would have been, mm-hmm. what, two weeks before. Right, right. In the NFC champion, or AFC championship game, the uh, Chiefs uh, are getting introduced, and he's out there banging field goals <laughs> still. He didn't care. Does he care? <laughs> Yeah, I like, love I, it. I just I love that man. And like I said, it, it, it feels filthy to even talk about a Cincinnati team or a Cincinnati player like that. But yeah. dude, I mean, well, when you when you got that type of confidence, that type of swag, man, it's hard to it's hard it's, to hate on it. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. you know what? Here's where we'll bring that back around for Steelers fans as we close this out. We got about three minutes left here before we got to get to Mr. Carter. 
the Bengals are a perfect example of how you mm-hmm. you don't have to wallow in this for a long time. This is not a long time. I mean, look what they did in two years, Motsi. Mm-hmm. We just went over that 2021 class. 2020, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Logan Wilson. Yeah. I mean, that you you can turn this thing around pretty quickly in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Bengals, I, I don't think we necessarily, you and I have talked about this, I don't think we necessarily going into 2022 still quite say like, oh, they're there with the Chiefs and the Bills right. at the top of the conference. But they proved they've got the roster. They turned it they around quickly. They, they won the division. They can step up. They're not afraid they got, of anybody. They yeah. got hot at the right time. And you know what? There's mm-hmm. something to be said for that in sports, playing your best when it matters the most. And you know what? That could be the Steelers in a year or two. You've just got it. You got to hit on some free agents. You got to draft well, and then you don't have to wallow in you know in, in mediocrity or in rebuilding for a long time. I think. Well, and and they even address the coaching situation. Yeah, and we do as well. We already yeah. have our coach situation to take care of. So I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, be encouraged. Don't don't feel That's discouraged. You, don't feel you, like you hate man. the Bengals and you hate to yeah. see them do well. But at least you can use that as a you know what Correct. you can turn this you can get this going. No, absolutely, one hundred percent. Pretty quickly. I like that. A little little look back at 2021 before we... And, and, and it was fun to be able to get on Baltimore a little bit. to let It, it was fun yeah. to be able to talk crazy about Baltimore because we, we yeah. never want to talk... You know, we don't want to talk nice about everybody. No. Nah. Mm. One guy that we do talk nice about, though, is our buddy Chris Carter. He will join us on the other side. We got to talk combine with him. We got to talk all different kind of shenanigans with our buddy Chris Carter. We will do that when we return in just a few minutes. Oh, excuse me. I'm getting all excited over here. <laughs> <laughs> He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.